Hello, and welcome to Cannabis for the Rest of Us. My name is Philip Rebentish, the chief storyteller of Agata Story Media, which creates educational marketing content for the cannabis industry. Throughout my media career, blending education and entertainment has been a common thread. This podcast is intended for people that are new or are re-entering use of cannabis, which is, after all, a plant. As your host, we're going to explore this world together and learn along the way. My guest today is Angel Tegger, who is the founder of Ruby Doobie, Exquisite Cannabis Edibles. Angel is also an active cannabis activist, and her journey as a cannabis entrepreneur began when she sought relief from debilitating migraine pain. I spoke with Angel in her Los Angeles home while brownies were baking in the oven. Angel, you're the founder of Ruby Doobie. Tell me your story of what led to your path for creating edibles. Gosh, <laughs> there, there were a bunch of different things that really just pushed me to where I am now. Um, you know, the, the migraines that I was experiencing um, uh, got about 10 years ago. I was um, having migraines once or twice a month. And um, I, uh, I was treating them with pharmaceuticals that were causing me to feel even worse, you know, get feel or, or just knock me out. And so I, I just felt like my life is passing me by, you know, um, either I'm going to be sick or I'm going to be asleep, you know. So um, cannabis was recommended as a potential uh, treatment for my migraines. Um, at that time, I just didn't even think of it as a medicine. I just thought of it as something used recreationally. So even I wasn't really seriously considering it. Um, and, uh, you know, other factors, like I was at a job that was very uh, demanding and challenging, and I just wanted to get off that ride. You know, I wanted to spend more time at home and cook my own meals and, you know, be with my son. And it just wasn't happening. And, um, you know, I, I was looking at other ways that I could live my life that would be more self-sufficient and simpler and meaningful to me. And, um, you know, it was, I couldn't remember the last time I read a book. So I, I was looking for simplification and cannabis to me, filled a lot of those needs, answered a lot of those questions. You know, it was a way that I could treat my own migraines. It was a way that I could um, uh, support my family without having to work a full-time job. It was a way that I could be passionate about something and talk to people about, uh, you know, how I felt about cannabis and the war on drugs and, and the changes that needed to happen and, you know, when you approach someone with a brownie or a cookie, they're a lot more open to conversation. <laughs> well, it's very inviting. Yeah. Right? I mean, who doesn't want a cookie or a brownie? Exactly. I mean, I don't turn them down. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it, it just became kind of this um, uh, 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 an important factor in changing my life in a way that, that made sense to me. You know, simplifying and, and being more self-sufficient and being true to, you know, mm-hmm. true to myself. And, you know, it's just, there's, 
there's so much more that I want to talk about than cannabis, but you know, cannabis kind of fits in there. (laughs) And did it help with your migraines? Oh, tremendously. I mean, part of, part of what happened when I would have, when I would feel a migraine coming on is I would have these panic attacks and, um, because my migraines would keep me down for days at a time, you know, vomiting and so sensitive to light and sound, you know, I could just lay in bed with a, a washcloth over my head and I could, I swear I could hear the walls creaking and it would hurt, hurt me. Wow. So. That, that's intense. It is. It's really intense. I mean, I would just be crying quietly and, and so when I would feel the symptoms coming on, knowing that. There's no turning back, you know. Once it starts, this is three or four days out of my life. I would panic and just, you know, just so cannabis helped with the panics, panic attacks, helped with the anxiety, and helped um, with the nausea. Helped me just relax, and I, you know, it just really opened my eyes. All of these things that this plant can do to help—it's amazing. For someone that doesn't know the difference between smoking, vaping, um, and edibles, how would you describe the sensation of consumption by an edible? Well, it's very different than smoking. I mean, um, it it takes a little longer for your body to to uh, dig- you know metabolize it. Right. So it uh, the high takes a little longer to come on. So like when you smoke cannabis. You'll, you'll feel it right away. You can, you know if you've had too much, you know if you want to have a little right. bit more, right? Right. When you eat it, um, you need to give yourself a little bit of time because it might take 20 to 30 minutes before you feel anything, especially if you just had a big meal or something like that. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. If you have something in your stomach, it's going to take longer to digest. Right. Um, is there an average amount of time or does it really vary between people? I think it really varies between people. I mean, uh, I would say it's best to just have a little bit because I, I don't believe in, in high dosage edibles. I mean, I, I've been around them for many, many years and I, you know, I maybe have 10 milligrams at night in an edible and that's plenty, plenty for me. You know? Okay. So um, I would always say... Try have a little bit, and in, in 15, 20 minutes, you know, or 30 minutes, if you still don't feel anything, then have a little bit more. But, um, and if you do feel that you've taken too much, to just relax, you know, drink some water, sit on a sofa, and just ride it out. <laughs> that reminds me of a, of a story of a few years ago where a reporter from the New York Times, this was after Colorado had legalized. Yeah. And the New York Times sent this reporter out and she ate an entire chocolate bar and um, had a very unpleasant experience and then wrote about it. And right. I thought that was such, a, at the time, such a great dis- disservice to potential uh, medicinal marijuana users because she didn't she didn't follow the, the direction, exactly. so to speak, and then it was unpleasant. And then publishing that in the New York Times, I'm sure, was not very helpful. No. So um, I know you, you you mentioned this in your in your uh, in your previous answer, but how can people be cautious? How should they approach an edible if they don't know anything about it? Well, always start with the low dosage. I mean, five milligrams is can be 
can you can feel that if especially mm-hmm. if, if you're not used to having edibles and will the products tell you how much is per bite like a hundred calories per serving you know is on a lot of right. well, they're, they common are food suppo- packaging exactly so with the new regulations uh all cannabis edibles need to have their dosage uh labeled and I think there's right. even a limitation to how much each unit can have in it, like 10 really? milligrams max. Um, so um, people need to be, you know, just cautious and, and, and not overdo it. Um, you know, five to 10, I would say, to begin with. And, you know, people who are really in chronic pain, maybe, you know, take a little bit more than that. But but you know. ramp it up gradually exactly. is what you're saying. See exactly. what, what happens with your body because... I can understand how it's going to be a different process and a different reaction for everyone, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I, I think that's probably really good advice is yeah. take it easy yeah, exactly. and then go slow and then figure it out <laughs> and, and experiment and see what yeah. works for you, yeah, right? Yeah, and plan on being still for a little while. Like right. I recommend having it at home. You know, don't drive. Yeah, don't no, just, yeah, yeah. no, no, that'd be bad, right? So there is, so that brings up an interesting um, thought. You do have to plan a little bit with with an with consumption by an by you know eating it by yeah. an edible because you're exactly right if it takes a little while to kick in you don't want to be out and about enjoy it and think oh now i can't get home in right. time so exactly. that that's probably pretty good advice just uh use yeah. it home yeah and <laughs> I, you know i for one don't really consider edible something that i want to be taking and while i'm out and and i don't know I, right. for me it's a very relaxing experience i personally use it more to uh help me sleep at night like if i have sore muscles it's great for mm-hmm. that and you know i have a lot of neck problems so uh, you know just to feel my muscles right. relax a little bit and it's that's what i use it for yeah. now i'm curious so are there different and we'll get into your product line in a little bit sure. but are there different types of strains or products that you use that, for different purposes well okay so my cannabis 101, right? You know, yes, there's, please. There's, there's a, a cannabis for the rest of us. <laughs> there's indica. There, you know, they they they're indicas and sativas, and then the hybrid strains. Mm-hmm. And um, generally, they uh, the rule of thumb is, you know, with sativas are are an uplift uplifting high. You know, they're they're better for daytime because you can stay on task better mm-hmm. with them. Um, indicas are are more of a set, sedating and better for nighttime because they they relax you more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's basically true. And then you have the hybrids that can have more you know sativa dominance or or indica dominance depending. And um, and and then but but I find that those traits are much more prominent when you're. Smoking or vaping them, and and for me, um, the differences in the strains aren't as noticeable in an edible. For me, all edibles oh, kind of make me fascinating. Sl- relax. Wow, that's yeah. fascinating. So yeah. you you feel that more with the different types, like vaping or smoking, as as compared to the edible process, where it's more yeah. of a similar type sensation. Yeah. Well, I've never had an edible make me more awake they've, they've okay. always relaxed me okay. so that's what i'm saying is like even if, if it's a sativa in there it's still it still is very right. relaxing to me so okay yeah that's my yeah right that's a yeah. good thing okay so you've been exposed to this idea of using it for medicinal purposes right. you're a recreational user 
How did you make the jump from that to creating your own product line and getting into making making right. your own products? Walk me through that story. Well, okay. Um, my my husband was uh, uh, had his wreck, and mm-hmm. and he would get some edibles sometimes at the local dispensary, and I just found them repulsive. <laughs> In what way? I they weren't visually appealing at all. I mean, you know. To me, it's food. I don't right. want to put something in my yeah. mouth that doesn't look like it's going to taste good or, you know, so... Or be a pleasurable exactly, experience, right? Exactly. So, I, I, my, you know, I was turned off to edibles because I just didn't, I didn't trust them. You didn't know where they were coming from and, and, and they didn't look very good. So, I was kind of turned off by the whole thing. Um, and then another friend of mine uh, started baking edibles and... I was fascinated, right? Like I would look up recipes and send them to him. Like you got to right. try this. You, you know, th- I think this would work really well. And what about this? And and he, he, you know, he played along for a little while, and eventually he's like, Angel, you should just try it. <laughs> Do it yourself. You know, <laughs> too many emails at two in the morning. Exactly. You're very excited, but exactly. oh, okay, stop. Go do this. Yeah, yeah. So I. You know, I thought, you know, I am going to try this. And I just started playing around with it and trying different cookie recipes. Now, were you it. writing recipes down or were you just experimenting? Well, I was like, just experimenting. Cook in the yeah, well, I would, <laughs> I would, you know, find recipes. I would look online, find recipes that I thought were interesting, tweak them a little bit, you know, try to change them. This, you know, just change it around a little bit. And Now, were these... Cannabis specific no. recipes or just recipes just for recipes. brownies that you were then adding with exactly. cannabis? Oh, how fascinating. I just wanted, I just thought, I'm going to make something really yummy with this because all the edibles I've seen are just, you know, I mean, this is 10 years ago, you know, so there wasn't okay. a, there was right. a very different market. Yeah. You know, the, the edibles you saw were wrapped in Ziplocs and didn't have labels and, you know, it was just very different back then. Right. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> Things so, have changed a little. <laughs> um, I just thought, well, wow, what if I made something really yummy, you know, like these, these uh, chocolate chip cookies that I love or these lemon bars that I love? And what if I made those with that, you know? And, um, so it really just became, um, uh, experimenting with recipes that I really like to see if I could put, you know, infused oils in there. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started playing around with it and just just seeing what worked and what didn't work. And um, and then at that time, um, you know, I was only using oils uh, made, made by my friend. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to start making my own oils and I'm going to start making butter because butter just opens up another world of possibilities. So it just... Talk about the raw ingredients. So you are controlling the raw ingredients, the butters, the oils from which the recipes would then be be made. Yes. Yeah. Well, I wanted to understand what was happening, what I was making. And so that for me meant control of all of the steps. Wow. Right. So I I worked with growers up north that liked my baking and, you know, would give me their trim. And... um, um, and the trim being, you know, the small buds and clippings when, when they... Um, when they're tending to the plants. Exactly, okay. exactly. Right. So that's what I use to um, infuse my butters and oils. And, you know, I do that um, on a stovetop or in a crock okay. pot. I mean, to me, it's it's just another herb or it's right. a plant. Right? So, so you know. would you literally, and, and excuse my ignorance, but would you literally be hum, having pieces of flour, trim you know, mm-hmm. from flour... 
And do you grind them? Tell me about how you actually got okay. the cannabis into yeah. that, right? Because well, I don't know. Okay, well, you want um, to get the THC and CBD and all those other goodies into your butter oil or your whatever f- fat you're using. You uh, you need to infuse it and and decarboxylate it. What's that? Okay, decarboxylating. It is, sounds scientific. I know. Okay, so th okay THC. Is not in uh, is not in the plant uh, when when it's in dried form or fresh form. It's THCA. There's an acid bond attached to it or something. Okay, I'm not a scientist either. (laughs) Makes two of us, and you're in good company. It's it's fine. Right. So it's THCA. (laughs) Um, You need heat to uh, remove that bond and get the THC. Right. That's called decarboxylating. And when you smoke it, the flame from the fire the heat. gets you the THC. If you eat it, you know, it, let's say like back in the day, you just threw a whole bunch of ground up flour into your butter and baked it that way. Right. Not a good thing. <laughs> okay. You're probably not getting the full potential of that because you're, 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 there's not enough heat exposure to release the THC. Fascinating. And um, and you're eating you're eating ground up dried plant that just tastes awful. Mm, that sounds great. Yeah. Sounds like kale. Oh, yeah. sorry. So what I, I do? Don't mean to offend yeah. any kale lovers out there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so what I do is I um in in the case of the oil or with the butter is just simmer, you know, low heat for extended length of time. Um, the butter. And the cannabis and and water. That's okay. how I make the butter. Okay. Yeah, great. And I do that. You know, I heat it and let it cool three times. So it takes me like two or three days to make one batch of butter. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty time intensive. It is, but I love it. See, that's great, right? I love that. Yeah, I mean, stirring the butter and just watching it kind of transform into something right. so yummy. And yeah. <laughs> right. I know. I think that's great. Um, so tell me about your product line. How many varieties of, of products, of edibles, do you make? Oh, well, I have... Uh, I, my my focus is definitely on the sweets, baked okay. goods. All right. And I make a line of cakes. There's, they're miniature uh, bunt cakes, but I call them blunt cakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, triple chocolate and a carrot cake, red velvet. I do a lemon and a banana. Um, oh, and this great spice cake that's a ginger and clove and with a caramel glaze. Oh, wow. That's so okay. yummy. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, uh, getting away from just exactly. the chocolate and the sweet exactly. side of things, more of a, a spice. Oh, you would love it. Um, and I do bars and cookies, like my, my brownies that just came out of the oven, uh, mm-hmm. lemon bars, lemon blurs. Okay. Raspberry blurs, peanut butter blurs. Um, and then my cookies, I do a ginger cookie, um, chocolate chip, and a snickerdoodle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, and, um, you know, I, I just started dabbling in topicals. Those are really fascinating. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Through the still the cooking process, but so are you 
cooking things that will then be a topical or is that a completely different process? Well, I'm still using heat to decarboxylate. Right. right? So right, I to do, release the THC. Exactly, See, I've learned something exactly. today. These have um, dried cannabis, calendula, uh, uh, lavender and St. John's wort. It's all infused with that. And then essential oils, um, uh, frankincense, myrrh and vetiver and vitamin E. And it's, it's, yeah. And it's, what would you use this, this product for? Oh my gosh. I use it all the time. I actually use it on my face. Wow. Yeah. Um, I lo- I like salves a lot. Um, they're great for sore muscles. Um, you know, just any kind of, uh, any kind of aches and pains that you're having, they're great. They're great for rashes, you know, and um, I wanted, the reason I got into it is because I wanted to make a topical that was clean enough that I felt I could use it on my face. Wow. Um, Because a lot of them are made with olive oil, which is great for cooking, but not so great to just put on your face or put on your skin. It isn't oil. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, You know, a lot of salves, are made with the intention of being like a, a massage or, or you know to rub on your body not necessarily put on your face and so mm-hmm. that's what got me interested in it because i wanted something that i felt was clean enough that i could use it on my face and so this is what i came up with wow that's so a uh, product line extension as if yeah. you weren't busy enough well you know it's to me it's not so much thinking about what what products can i add it's like what what do i want to use okay what because i don't I mean, there are, there aren't a lot of products that I l- want to buy that I feel strong and strongly about that I'm going to use it all the time. And this, right. what I made, I, I I love it, you know. And I mean, there are all kinds of things that I want to make, you know. I, I I really think making things at home, you end up with better products than a lot of stuff that you can buy. Hence the term homemade. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for taking time today. This has been so educational. Uh, where can people find you online? Oh, well. Do you want people to find you online? Yes, I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. I mean, really, I re- I have followers on Facebook and Instagram at Ruby Doobie Bakes is my, is my handle there, Ruby Doobie Bakes. And I have my website, rubydoobie.com. Um, but, you know, I have been quiet lately and, you know, it's just, I haven't gone away, though. Thank you for listening to Cannabis for the Rest of Us. Please subscribe and help us grow. Check out our show notes for more information about this podcast and Got a Story Media. Until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>